So we're talking about Mary and Elizabeth and other, a couple of other very, very important characters as well who point us towards Christmas. The presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we started this Advent series um, looking towards Christmas. Um, I think it was Ian Moore who spoke about Christmas foretold in the Old Testament a couple of weeks ago here with you. Um, and of course, Wendy last week was talking about the word at the beginning. And uh, we're just continuing in that, in that series. I'm going to read um, a few verses which I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, will be familiar with. So I'm going to whiz through um, reasonably quickly. The first part is Luke, Luke chapter 1, verses 11 to 17. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He'll be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And then verse 29 onwards. Mary was greatly troubled at the angel Gabriel's words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And the Lord's servant, Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. And at that time, Mary got ready and hurried down to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you will bear. Amen? Amen. My mom 
was a dressmaker. And she rented a little, a little shop um, in downtown Kingston when I was growing up. And one night when I was in high school, that shop was set ablaze due to an electrical fault. It was a very, very difficult time for us at the time. And for the next five or even more years, there was very limited income in our family, my mother and I, before she re-established herself. And for many years, we had to survive without electricity. There was darkness everywhere, particularly at night. And without electricity, there was embarrassment because I went to a posh high school. <laughs> I don't know how, how I ended up there. I, thankfully, I got relatively good grades in, in, in prep school. But, um, but most of those ki- kids, their, their, their families were reasonably posh and, and rich. And you know, most holidays, they were jetting off somewhere to, to Miami or to New York for, for the summer holidays and, and Christmas periods and so on. Whilst I just kind of had to stay local. And that was a lot of fun. But it caused a lot of embarrassment for me because I couldn't invite any of my schoolmates over for, for dinner or to watch telly or to have a sleepover because you know, there was no electricity. And I couldn't, of course, tell anyone that, that I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually remember when I was doing my GCE O-levels and even my A-levels as well, that I was preparing for my, for my exams under candlelight. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, or even sometimes a kerosene lamp when, um, when things got a little bit better. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. So I know what it feels like to experience physical darkness for some time. And also throughout my, own, my whole high school life, there was also spiritual darkness. I started off in prep school um, as an altar boy in, in, in the Catholic church. Um, in Kingston, and it was a lot of fun. And I even got confirmed in the Catholic Church when I was in grade six. Um, but when I got to high school, I just went a bit wayward, as you do, I guess, uh, as a teenager. And um, and I just kind of walked away from church. And in a sense, there was spiritual darkness over me um, throughout my throughout my high school life. Thankfully things ended up a little bit better. And when I was, in high, when I was doing my A-levels, um, I started following Christ again and started going to another church and Pentecostal, and it was all great. And that was where I actually met Christine, my wife. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. But my high school life, physical darkness, emotional darkness, and spiritual darkness for quite a few years. But my experience in comparison to the long period of darkness before that first Christmas. While we think of Christmas as a season of light, the truth is that the birth of Jesus Christ was shrouded and filled with darkness. Centuries before Christ, Isaiah wrote that the light that was coming into the world came to a people shrouded in darkness. Isaiah 9 verse 2 said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. 
first look at some of the types of doctors that, that, that existed just before that first Christmas. First of all, there was spiritual darkness. The Israelites hadn't heard the word of God for over 400 years. No prophecies, no guidance at all. Malachi was the last book written in the Old Testament. And that was written in 5th century B.C. No guidance, no prophecies. No more Zechariah or Haggai or Malachi. Nothing at all. There were, it was as if the Holy Spirit departed from Israel after the latter prophets. Second of all, Israel was a fractured nation with four legalistic groups that competed to lead the nation. There were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Zealots and, and other groups. A completely fractured nation. Thirdly, Christ was born in poverty. He had no light. He had no electricity. Mary and Joseph don't really fit the bill of, of royal parents. And the Israelites were expecting this Savior coming on a, on a big, probably white horse or something like that and saving them. Nothing at all like that. So they were probably hugely disappointed. And fourthly, there was political darkness. King Herod was in power and wanted to kill Jesus. And everyone feared for their lives. And so the Israelites were under oppressive rule from foreigners. Darkness, spiritual darkness, political darkness, a completely fractured nation, and poverty in the first Christmas time. So just before that first Christmas, things were looking a little bit bleak, shall we say. <laughs> just a little bit bleak. And someone had to come to finally bring light into that darkness. And that person who came was the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. You see, the Holy Spirit brings light to and through four key people. First of all, I'll touch on, um, you know, I'll touch on, on Mary and Elizabeth. But of course, there were two other very, very important characters. Jesus. And John the Baptist, where the Holy Spirit impacted, of course, through, through both Mary and Elizabeth. So let's have a look then at, at what happened. So first of all, Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 1, verse 35, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, Mary, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And also with Elizabeth. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 1 verse 4 to 1. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it takes no imagination to say, if the Holy Spirit hadn't come, in his power and rested on Mary and Elizabeth 
there would be no first Christmas. Nothing at all. But then, of course, we can't forget who came through Mary and Elizabeth. Jesus and John the Baptist, right? Jesus was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. He came in a different way than expected. Matthew 1, verse 18, verse 18 to 21 says that this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But later on it says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, this is the angel saying um, to Mary, to take Mary home as, as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she'll give birth to a son, and so on and so forth, and his name will be called Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then of course John the Baptist, filled with the Holy Spirit before, before um, he was born. The angel said he would be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. And of course we know that John the Baptist goes ahead of Christ to prepare the way for Jesus, his cousin. Who is this Holy Spirit? What a powerful, powerful person. And most of the time, I kind of wonder, you know, you know, we, when it's coming up to Christmas, we focus on everything else and every other person. We think about Mary and we think about Elizabeth and, and so on and we think about the nativity plays and we think about angels and shepherds and animals and, and the magi. But what about the Holy Spirit? <laughs> If it weren't for him, there would have been no first Christmas. The thing is, in my mind, most of the times, most of the times we need to think a little bit differently. And Luke is trying to help us to show us a, a striking different version of Christmas. Just a slightly different version of Christmas for us. The, that first Christmas was Holy Spirit filled. A Pentecostal Christmas, if you may. And that first Christmas addressed the spiritual darkness that existed before Jesus was born. And the Holy Spirit testified to a few characters with John the Baptist and Mary and Elizabeth and Zechariah and Simeon and Jesus himself later on. When Jesus went into the, into the synagogue and said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind. If it weren't for the Holy Spirit, Jesus would not have started his ministry. Not only would he not have been started, he wouldn't have been able to continue his ministry and die on the cross and save us and until his ultimate ascension into heaven. 
So as we think about Christmas, as we think about even, even just, just Mary and Elizabeth initially, I mean, can you imagine when the angel came to them and said, the Holy Spirit is going to be on you and bear with you a child? And can you imagine the first, probably, probably the first trimester, <laughs> when you didn't see any kind of, or feel any kind of evidence of, of any baby coming through? That takes quite a bit of faith. Well, really, Angel Gabriel, really? <laughs> you know, is, is something going to happen? Really? It took a lot of faith for, for both Mary and Elizabeth. But they were jumping for joy. They leapt. As soon as that prophecy came, they leapt for joy. They had faith unrelenting faith and they were so happy and they were celebrating when the angel said to them who they were going to give birth to but of course they were filled with the Holy Spirit well, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and how many of us how many of us time, from time to time when the Holy Spirit says to us I'm going to do so-and-so with you in your life today, next week. I'm going to do so-and-so with you in, in your own family. Your children will have this vision or that vision. Or your children are going to grow up loving me and serving me. Just guide them and, and, and so on. Or your communities or your neighbors. How many times have we heard the Holy Spirit speak? And how many times have we responded in faith? And even celebrated, saying, yes, Lord, I can see my entire neighborhood being saved, or my neighbor, or my children. I've been praying for them for so many years, or my friends. I mean, you know, David talked about his friend earlier, spending time with them, because he sensed the Holy Spirit presence, I guess, you know, speaking to you and saying, hey, I want this person, I want to spend time with her. Um, helping them to see the light. When the Holy Spirit comes, there is no longer any darkness. And He brings light into our lives. Physical light and spiritual light. And that is so important. So, so important. This changes Everything. That first Christmas, where there was darkness everywhere, the Holy Spirit came, convicted a couple people, and the rest is history. But if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, and if it wasn't for Mary and Elizabeth believing and having faith that that was true, that that prophecy was true, we wouldn't be here today, in a sense. It was so important. So, what is it that the Holy Spirit has been convicting you of? Personally, on an individual basis. Can you think back to times, or probably even today, when the Holy Spirit said, Hey, hey Sally, 
this and that is going to happen? Or why don't you do X, Y, and Z in order for that to happen? I'm with you. I have anointed you. I have blessed you. I've healed you. Or is there anything new that the Holy Spirit wants to give birth through you? Just like Mary and Elizabeth. Think about it. Pray about it. What is it that the Holy Spirit, no matter how old we are or how young we are, or no matter what it is that we may be going through, health-wise or not, the Holy Spirit can still birth things or something new in us and through us. And also, if there's any darkness in our lives, like that first Christmas before Jesus was born, the Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit is here, living in us in this building, in this little intimate setting to bring light to our darkness. Whether it's healing or whether sickness that is, that, that may be dark or maybe, maybe a, a mental thing or an emotional thing or something that we're going through in our own personal lives or even corporately as a church. The metaphorical darkness Christ, the Holy Spirit living in us, is here to shine a light. And once there's a flicker, that darkness completely dispels. There's no gradual movement. It's an immediacy. When that Holy Spirit quickens us, and our own personal spirit, amazing things happen. So what does that look like for you on a personal level? Pray and ask for boldness to do the right thing and follow through with any kind of conviction that the Holy Spirit may have given you. Whether it's in the distant past or near past or even today. And as we pray, just before we take bread, conscious of time, um, Spirit of God, completely fill every one of us. Completely fill us afresh. Fill us anew, O God. Dispel any darkness in our lives. Bring new birth through us, through our own personal lives, into our families, into our neighbors, into our communities, into the rest of this country different people who we have an impact on, whether it's work or, or otherwise. Birth new things in us, O oh Lord, and bring new life and light into our own darkness, hope into our despair, healing into our sickness, forgiveness where there is pain. Completely transform us, O oh God, and let your light shine let your light shine through our own personal darkness and the darkness that's in the rest of this world.